welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We're excited that you've taken time out of your day to download our podcast and to listen to us. We certainly hope and pray that Christ would be glorified, you as our listeners would be edified. For more information about us, I ask that you please go to our podcast at biblicalquestion.com. All one word, all lowercase. There is no S on the end, Biblical Question. There you can find out a lot more information about us. We have a statement of faith, links to our social media accounts, a statement of faith. We have a prayer request page. We, we have a lot of information on there about us, ways to help us, support us. We certainly hope that you would pray for us, that we would continue to be able to put out this podcast on a weekly basis, and that it is helping and touching and people's lives, helping them understand God better, the Bible better, but most of all, bringing glory to Christ. Today we're going to continue our study of Christian evidences, and if you uh, are kind of coming in here kind of late, you just found this one, this is number eight out of the lessons series that we're doing, and so we're, we're trying to give just a good basic foundation of Christian evidence itself and hope that you would study it much deeper on your own. I, I think it's so important. This is something as a young Christian many, many years ago that I came into contact with this study, and it really helped me understand uh, the Bible better, how I looked at the Bible and viewed the Bible, but why I believed what I believed. And so today we're going to talk about the resurrection of Jesus again. This is part two. And we're going to look at the change at Pentecost, the change at Pentecost. And so if you have a Bible, please open it up and follow along and turn with me to John chapter 14. John chapter 14 will be there in just a few minutes. If you do not have a Bible and need one, you can certainly buy one through our web page. We have an affiliate there that we make a small uh, commission off of. It's the only way that we make money off of our affiliates. We do not get paid to advertise anything or anybody. And so please uh, check that out. If you do not have the money to buy a Bible, you can still use our web page and click on the daily Bible verse. That will take you to a web page itself where you can use any version that you're comfortable with in any many languages as well. It's kind of a neat web page there. So, and we're going to look uh, at the resurrection. We're going to have to consider uh, the, the changes that would take place in the apostles on the day of Pentecost itself. A, a change that would be in such extreme proportions, one can only conclude that natural processes uh, are totally adequate to answer the cause for the change. Then due to the, the nature in the case that we're, we're going to look at, it would be reasonable to conclude this change was produced by the Holy Spirit himself. That would be in turn, would, would reflect the resurrection of Jesus. You know, I'm going to pause here for a moment. I, I know there's many of our uh, listeners that attend congregations that are really scared to talk about the Holy Spirit, and we should not be afraid to do that. And so 
please uh, bear with me and listen and follow along. I certainly hope that you will give uh, me the opportunity uh, to show you why we need to study the Holy Spirit and probably more in depth than we really do. The New Testament is on that day of Pentecost, it says there was a change that would be brought uh, within the apostles. And again, it is a direct intervention of the Holy Spirit. We need to remember our evidence comes from this historical, reliable document that we have established in the previous podcast to build up to this, that the New Testament is a historical document. It is written within a much closer time frame than what we have with other historical documents that many people accept. We have it within 100 years uh, or 150 years, 200 years of the actual events, the copies. No, we do not have the originals, but neither do uh, we have the originals of the other historians that write 15, 1600 years separated from the actual event that are copies that we say, oh, those are right on the money, and we should be able to make that same application with the New Testament. We've already been through all that, so I'm going to stop with that. But we're going to, again, develop this argument for the resurrection through the change that would occur on the day of Pentecost. And we're going to have to go uh, through several facts here. So, again, the promise of Jesus concerning the Holy Spirit and his apostles. Jesus talked about this. He made this promise that he would send the Holy Spirit. He said, you will... Uh, in John chapter 14, verse 26, he is talking about the Holy Spirit. This is starting to become later in his ministry. But here we are, if you will follow along. Verse 26 of chapter 14 says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all things that I said uh, to you. So, again, this Holy Spirit uh, was to superimpose on the apostles a, a memory of this remembrance of the things that Jesus said during his time in his ministry as they walked along with him and observed the miracles, observed the sayings. And, you know, be honest about it. You might sit in a classroom with the same teacher I know in America for a whole year. There might be things that you never remember that that teacher would say three years down the road. I'm not saying we would forget all of it, but you just you're not going to retain everything three years down the road. And so this is what the Holy Spirit's going to do. He's going to teach them all the gospel things that they had not known up to that point in time as well. And the Holy Spirit will declare to the apostles uh, that things are going to come in the future. The coming of the Holy Spirit, really, though, is, 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 or it was conditional. I should word it that way. Jesus imposes upon himself this, this condition of returning to the Father uh, before the Holy Spirit would be uh, permitted or enabled to come to the apostles. And we just kind of read some of that, but let's read some more. Uh, John chapter 16. John chapter 16, verse 5. But now I, I am going to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? Okay, 
and then he keeps on uh, talking here down into verse 7. But I tell you the truth, it is for your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And he, when he comes, will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. So on down in here into verse 10. And concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father, and you can no longer see me. And concern judgment, because the ruler of this world has been judged. Okay, and so, again, this idea that Jesus has to return back to the Father. And he's going to start talking about his death. His death was carefully documented by eyewitnesses, the, uh, the gospel writers. Uh, Matthew chapter 27, John chapter 29, and, and any suggestions that, that Jesus survived this ordeal of the crucifixion uh, to live out his life in another place is totally without any type of historical basis. It is actually a contradiction of the historical documents that is recorded in his life and his death. Uh, this idea... Um, and there's been several movies years ago where they talk about this. And I forgive me, I can't think of the name of the movies because I didn't see them. Uh, because it just it's a false teaching. So I'm not going to give my money to that. But uh, Jesus did not run off somewhere, marry Mary Magdalene, and have a bunch of children in France or whatever. The gospel writers, they were convinced that Jesus died. The whole church in the first century was convinced that Jesus died. Pilate was convinced that Jesus died. The centurion at the cross, at the crucifixion, his job was to make sure the prisoners died. He's convinced that he died. Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus were persuaded that he, I mean, he was dead because they were going to go to Pilate and ask for his dead body so they can bury it. And as we talked as well in the last podcast, the Jewish leaders were convinced that Jesus was dead. Okay? They want a tomb. They want a dead body to stay in that tomb. So these are the facts of Jesus that we have brought forth so far to his death. And keep in mind, Jesus promised to return to heaven before he could send the Holy Spirit. But he died but he has to die before returning to the Father. And John chapter 20, verse 17 talks about that. Therefore, to ascend to the Father and to be able to send the Holy Spirit, he would have to be raised from the dead. This is an essential proof that the Holy Spirit, when he comes to the apostles, is in order to prove that Jesus was raised from the dead. We only have to prove that the Spirit came to the apostles, really, and, and that the resurrection claim should be sustained. So, uh, the Jewish apostles, okay, this concept of the Messiah and his kingdom uh, before Pentecost, they, they're going to think here that Jesus is going to be king. Uh, they have this nationalistic view of the kingdom of God. And they begin here in Mark chapter 10, if you would like to read that with me, Mark chapter 10, where 
in verse, starting in verse 35, where they're fighting over uh, a position and authority in this, in this kingdom on earth type idea. Mark chapter 10, verse 35 says, James and John, the two sons of Zebedee, came out to Jesus saying, Teacher, we want you to do this for us, for whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Grant that we may sit on your right and on your left in your glory. Okay. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. You are unable to drink the cup that I bear, to be baptized with the baptism which I am baptized. Of course, they said, Well, sure, because that's what we want. I mean, Again, they were told not to tell anyone who he, who he was in Matthew chapter 16 because they really don't understand the nature of the kingdom. And I think a lot of times we in the church today do not understand the nature of the kingdom. In John chapter 18, verse 36, uh, as well as Matthew uh, 16, verse 21, and, and the following verses. But let's read John uh, chapter 18, verse 36. My kingdom, here he is, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would be fighting so they would not have been handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. Okay, so the apostles, they they had this dual kind of perception. They they did not have their their insight that Jesus had uh, even expected them to have from time to time here. And the apostles, uh, they're under this state of tension. They, there's a lot of division among them. And they've been taught lots of different things about the Messiah and his coming and his kingdom. Kind of like today, there's a lot of different teachings and talk about the return of Jesus, how that's really going to be done. Lots of confusion, unless you really study that out. And I'm not going to go in great detail with that. We've talked about that as well in previous podcasts. And uh, the one that comes to mind would be the Thousand Year Rain podcast. And you can easily find that uh, on your podcasting app. So there, there has to be this condition in the state of the apostles prior to the day of Pentecost. Uh they were nationalists. Again, they, they, they were looking for a Messiah to come and to rule like King David, and they were going to be what we would call superpower of the world again. Uh, their economy was going to all go through Jerusalem. Uh, their armies would throw out Rome. There would be no more false worshiping, no more idols in, in Israel, and so forth. Uh, they're ready to take up their spears, their bows, their arrows, and they're ready to follow Jesus. Again, they're they're tired of the, the the yoke that Rome has put all around them, high taxes and all. Uh, they want all that gone, and they really truly believed. Uh, they were taught that this is what the Messiah would do, and so there's several things here of the apostles and, and the concepts that that would change on the day of Pentecost. Uh, they changed their theology. I mean, if you really start to listen to them. These, these men immediately began to, to preach Christ crucified, buried, and resurrection. We're in, 
upon the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. They began to preach that the church uh, was the answer to the Old Testament prophecies regarding the kingdom. They changed their doctrine uh, that they're not only untied in brotherhood, but untied in the doctrine. They, they, they change psychologically. They change emotionally. Uh, they're no longer afraid of dying, uh, but they're rather bold. They're very courageous. Uh, I mean, look, on the night that Jesus is arrested in the garden, they all scatter. And now here they have, uh, on the day of Pentecost, been filled with the Holy Spirit. And boy, are they really bold with their preaching and with their teaching. So now they, they're in complete unity on the thought and their purpose uh, in life, uh, what God wants them to do, uh, the doctrines and the teachings that they're, they're going from. Uh, they, they change from really uh, men of weakness to, to men of power. Notice with me in Acts chapter 4, verse 13. Acts chapter 4, verse 13. And here is, here is Peter, right? They, now as they observed the confidence of Peter and John and understood that they were uneducated, untrained men, they were amazed and began to recognize them as being with Jesus. So, again, this idea uh, that they all ran away, they were all hiding. Uh, that's why they couldn't steal a body. They're, they're deathly afraid. They're cowardly type men. They don't want to be crucified either. That's a horrible death. Uh, if you think like a Jew, uh, anybody, your cause of overthrowing Rome is over. Not only are you dead, but you're cursed by God because you're hanging from a tree. So it's a double whammy for the Jews. So there has to be, there is this uh, huge change in the proportions and their mind. It is staggering to think if it happened in just a moment of time, they were able to get all their act together. But it's one of the facts of history. The apostles were dramatically changed on the day of Pentecost. Cannot deny that. So what causes this change? Well, uh, the Bible claims it was the, the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. And then uh, Paul would say the same thing in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and in Ephesians chapter 3. Those complete chapters, Paul again will say, it's the Holy Spirit. And then Peter will claim it was the Holy Spirit as well in his epistles, his first and second Peter. Completely goes on to say that it was the Holy Spirit. So now if it, this change was produced by the Holy Spirit, and Jesus had to have been resurrected from the dead. Inasmuch, Jesus said that in order for the Spirit to come, we've read those verses several times now, it was conditioned upon his ascending back to the Father, or the Spirit simply could not come. But here's Jesus. He was dead, and now how is he able to go back to the Father and send the Holy Spirit unless he was resurrected from the grave? In this change at Pentecost, it's because of the resurrection of Christ, his ascension back to heaven, his sending of the Holy Spirit. The fact of the history that has to be explained, the question is, which forces combined produce this, this phenomenon? I mean, 
Luke claimed it was the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2 in the first four verses. In his uh, letter to Theopolis, this would be the second letter. We read the uh, Acts chapter 1. He's continuing a, a letter that he wrote, would be out of his Gospel of Luke. And so did the other apostles. I mean, you have 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's read that. 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, starting in verse 10. For to us God revealed them through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of man except the Spirit of man which is in him? Even though those thoughts of God no one knows except the Spirit of God. Verse 12, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that they and we may know these things freely given to us by God, which things we also speak, not words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. I mean, Paul would also say this again in Ephesians chapter 3. And Peter would also say it in his epistle. In 2 Peter chapter 1, and we're going to start in verse 3, verses 3 and 4. Seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to the life and, and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called by his own glory and excellence. For by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises, so by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption of the world of lust. Okay, so again, the Holy Spirit could not come until Jesus has ascended back to the Father, and since Jesus died, it follows that the Spirit would have to come. Jesus would have to be raised from the dead. And so the only alternative explanation to the change of the apostles is that it was affected by uh, a natural process. But such a, such a radical change as this would be would demand time and education. Um, obviously, they, that's just not there. The, the ingredients to produce this thorough change that would go on in their life. I mean, within 40 days, it's just a dramatic change. And they are convinced to be persecuted, and they are willing to die for this message. But the fact is that time to require, again, to produce this change, it's just simply not available. And I want to know if that's what really happened. Who was their teacher? There's no documentation of any of that who had been able to unify the apostles both in doctrine and willingness to be uh, a martyr echoes the answers who. And there's really only one reasonable answer to the apostles' change, and that was that Jesus was raised from the dead. And so uh, if you study up the apostles, they have such a background they, from fishermen to tax collectors uh, the sons of thunder, James and, and John, you know they uh, they wanted to call thunder down and and they uh, kill people. 
Okay, that's what they wanted to do. They want to wipe those people out. And now James, excuse me, John, is now called the Apostle of Love. So there's a dramatic change that happens in a very short period of time. And the only answer can be, is the Apostle's answer is the Holy Spirit. And they are testifying to us. They, they are standing before God and saying, this stuff is true. And this is the only reasonable answer is that Jesus was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. So, this the, the claim concerning the apostles before and after Pentecost, I think, is sheds a lot of light in the facts of what we are trying to talk about. I know I went through this kind of quickly. Uh, I certainly hope that you would replay it if you think you missed something. Uh, I do that a lot. I listen to, actually, this podcast over and over, trying to figure out how to make it more smooth, more clear. We have such a large audience that English is not their first language, and so I strive really hard not to use a lot of slang. I try to use the small words and make sure everybody listening can understand no matter your education level, whether English is your first language or not. And we got a message here a while back that somebody was actually interpreting the podcast for a small deaf group in in Indiana. And so uh, I think that's really cool. I've worked with a deaf for many, many years, uh, no, no sign language. And so I don't know if I'm as fluent as I used to be. It, it is a mission field to its own. And so those who have really listened to the podcast, been to the webpage, uh, know that uh, I've done a lot of deaf-type missions and mission work and uh, preached at workshops and different things. And the biggest reason, since we're talking about the Holy Spirit, that I could not stop this burning desire to learn sign language. Many people that go to the mission field, you know, they have to learn a second language. And that was true with me. I'm going to have to learn sign language. But also, on the other hand, other people can learn English. And deaf people cannot learn to hear. And so this is why I I decided to to go this way. Uh, And like I said, I don't know if I really had a choice in the matter. That was my destiny. And I think that's what the Holy Spirit really laid on me. And so I, uh, I wish that we, we'd had more deaf people that I could work with. There's a few in our area that I talk to. I wish it was more on a regular basis, to be honest with you. Uh, our work schedule is completely backwards. We work nights and sleep days, and so it becomes very difficult. We work weekends occasionally when required, and, and so we do our little small church groups and uh, we we do not uh, hang out with the denominational groups. Uh, I say that's fine if you're in one. I'm not criticizing that at all. And so we're just trying really hard to study the Bible. Uh, what does the New Testament church say? How did they act? What was the examples that they led us to do and believe in? And what did Jesus have to say? to those who want to follow him and believe in him. And so uh, I try really hard not to get all tied up in all the uh, 
different uh, doctrines. Uh, I, I'm very aware of them. I just simply don't necessarily go down those paths. And I try to honestly avoid this for the most part in our podcasting. I just want to give you the Bible straight from the Bible. Uh, that's why I ask you always, if you have a Bible, to follow along. And honestly, I would encourage you to buy a Bible. Uh, I have many uh, electronic Bibles, but there could be a day where that kind of stuff won't be able to be downloaded or updated. Uh, you'll update your phone or your iPad or computer or whatever, and for some reason that app will not be working anymore. I've already had that happen with one Bible app. And so I think it's important that you have a Bible that you can keep in your home, that you can pick up and put your eyeballs on and read. Uh, nothing wrong with audio Bibles. I, we have several as well. We listen to those continually uh, in the background while we're home. The only time we really turn it off is so I can record the podcast here, that you wouldn't hear that playing in the background. And so, please, please, I, I just can't stress enough for you to, to listen to your Bible uh, or read it. Uh, I actually do both sometimes. I'll be reading and following along with the audio Bible. You know, we all learn differently. Some of it's through visual, some of it's through listening, and sometimes it's a combination thereof or doing. And so, um, that's why I do what I do. We truly uh, enjoy the, doing this podcast. I certainly hope and pray that you're being blessed by it, and that God is being edified by it, and that He is receiving the glory. May God bless you. We're going to continue next week with the third idea here, uh, the uh, resurrection of Jesus and the testimony that the apostles give. So make sure you please hit that like button, follow us on your favorite podcasting app, Find us on social media. Those links are on our webpage. We'd love to hear uh, the good things about you, what God is doing in your life, uh, any prayer requests you have. And if you're a missionary in a foreign field, I would love to hear from you. Uh, I would love to be able to put up a little thing on our prayer request page. Uh, what's going on in the nation that you are serving in and that we could uh, post that for you, put it up for the week. Uh, about the persecution that's going on, the struggles that the church have, and so on. Uh, I, I would just love to do that for you. I think it's so important for us to pray for one another. Again, thank you for listening. May God bless you, and may He have the glory. <laughs>